to download. What are you downloading? Be careful. It could be a virus. It's not the virus. It is mine. You didn't tell me what you were downloading. I assume that you're torrenting something. Maybe the Batman Arkham Asylum game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to play that really badly. It's a very good game. I mean, at this point, it's several years old. Can you play that on um, a computer? Yeah, that's how I played it. I torrented it. Yeah. I got to be the Batman. Have you ever wanted to be the Batman? No, not really. Well, this this is your chance to realize that you want to be the Batman. The Batman. I'm so full. I scarfed down all that Chinese food. What did you get? Uh, Wonton soup. Yum. And uh, beef and brock. Mmm, beef and brock. Be a brock. Be bro. (laughs) Wotosu. Yeah, I ate so much Wotosu. Yeah. Oh, I can see its empty little container behind you. And I ordered from a restaurant called Autumn. The best. That's why I got it. Um, it was a selling point. Your name. San Ni Ichi. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Gregory Russ. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling better. Good. Feeling better? Why do you ask? Well, if you're saying you're feeling better, you must have felt worse at some point. You're really just jumping into this. You want to get to the topic at hand. Which I I think about when we reveal the topic, it's pointless because it's already listed on the show. So people, once they make the choice to listen to the show, know what the topic is. Yeah, but we can't. Well, I guess we could just start talking. No, no. we, We still introduce it. I think. Oh, oh, but this this ruse that we make, like, pretending not to know what. Well, the topic sometimes I is. I try to build the tension and draw it out, Ooh. and there's is a big reveal. What's on this table underneath that white cloth? Could be anything. Even though the name of the show is "There's a Bunny Under the Cloth." Big sausage pizza. <laughs> <laughs> lift, big sausage pizza. Lift lift up the cloth, and it's big sausage pizza. That. If you're not getting that reference, it's okay. Is that a porn? Yeah. It's, okay, got it. It was a porn where the pizza delivery guy... Extra sausage. Well, there was a hole cut out in the middle of the box and the pizza. And then the person would open the box to check out their pizza to make sure it was to order. And there was the there was the big sausage. How stupid. So stupid. How, how dumb. Yeah, what is... That is the 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 bad ruse of... Of, of having to pretend that this isn't what it is. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to, to play around with the format of this is a porn. You know what I mean? You don't have to trick us into wanting to watch this and be like, what's this? He's just delivering a pizza. Yeah. What is wonder the- how this is going to go down? What? It's on the pizza. Well, it's through the pizza. It's through it. I thought it was like in a hole in the box. Yeah, through the pizza. It's in the hole in the box and the middle of the oh, pizza. Oh, up through the crust? No, through the center. Let's not... <laughs> oh, it is? No, you can't do that. And like then the, the pizza would have to be uh, vertical. Not when the guy was sitting down. This is why it makes no sense. Because, yes, what you're saying is if there was a person standing, the pizza Delivering would have to be pizza. on its... No, but at some point they get in and then they've... I don't 
we want to talk. Oh, like the popcorn thing, which Let's... I doubt. Is that ever? Was that ever real? <laughs> Did someone for real put their hard that, dick hey, through the stop. bottom Who of a cares? popcorn box? Who cares? I don't want to spend the show talking about this. <laughs> we have to make up for last week's show, which is why I chose this week's topic as being sick. Because when we recorded, I just I'm, I'm not feeling so great about last week's show. Yeah, you were sick. You were yeah. you were outwardly sick. It was obvious you're hacking up a lung and sniffing. Yeah. Which is I'm okay. I'm still a little sick. I'm the, I'm at the tail end of like where I'm feeling okay but still like should be resting probably. And I was very low energy because I was yeah. also sick but I didn't want to call it out because I don't need uh, you know some people I'm sick and they want the pity and they oh you poor little thing. Oh, and I don't, so I and I avoid this at all costs, letting people know that I'm sick. It really uh, stirs my anger when I get sick. I mm. feel like a, a loser. Okay, what it's makes ins- you feel like a loser? It's insulting to me. It's insulting that some small creature that doesn't even know it's alive, if it's a bacteria or if it's a virus, there's an argument as to whether that thing is even technically alive. Yeah. There's these things out there that have such power and ability and as a human with this superior thinking and presence of mind and ability to be self, to have my God, to have something microscopic break into your body and wreak such havoc. How, how could not, everyone should be angry that this exists. It puts you in your place. It makes you realize that you're nothing special. You can be taken down by something you can't even see. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. It's interesting to think about it that way. One time I had a computer that was running, doing its thing. I wasn't doing anything crazy on it. And it just, bam, just turned off, wouldn't turn back on. And I realized what a weird, helpless feeling that was because this laptop just turned into like a brick. You know, it was just this like hunk of things that used to be something that I interacted with and had and maybe still has, you know, things on it that I keep that I felt like were important to keep. But now it's just uh, inaccessible. And that's kind of like what happens to your body. Like if you really, really get sick, like the flu sick, your body just totally betrays you. You're bricked. You're bricked. Well, I mean, technically your body's not betraying you because a lot of the symptoms when you get sick with colds and flus is your body. The, you don't you feel bad, it's because your right. body is responding. It's not the Oh invader. yeah. All right. So I guess I don't mean that it betrays you. Cut that out. Mark mark that no, it's it out. Da- no, Autumn. This is no, a discussion. I don't know. I'm not an idiot, okay? And people don't need to know that about me. That you're not an idiot. Wait, I'm confused. See, my brain's still a little foggy. And you can use that as an excuse as much as you just be perpetually sick. Anytime you say something dumb. Yeah. I'm sick. I'm getting a little sick. I'm sick. I'm sick in the head. You're stupid in the head is what you are. That was, I know what you meant by saying yeah. that you, you're not, you're not, but there's a betrayal, a sense of it. It's like, how could you even allow this to happen? Right. How could you not right. be so fortified to keep all these instances of invaders yeah, Out. all of these things that stop it along the way, all these fail-safes, 
right? All this hair in my nose. <laughs> Maybe you're a mouth breather that day. Yeah. And it got into my, but then I cough or I sneeze. Yeah. When you breathe with your mouth open, that's just like a, you know, a welcome mat to any virus or bacteria. Just come on in. Here's a, here's a open mucous membrane for you to attach yourself to and get right into my bloodstream. That's how the, the cold gets in. That's the uh, facial orifices. Orify. You tell me etymology, lady. That is not etymology. It's grammar. No. Is it? Oh, yeah. The Sure. Mark the time. Edit that out. Yeah, I will edit that one out. <laughs> I dare you. I can't fa- sound stupid. Only you. <laughs> I've got to protect my brand. <laughs> I never Smart get to, guy brand. I never get to anything wrong. Uh, and when I do, I can't let go of it. And I think about it for days. And I beat myself up and I feel like a real loser. Like I do when I get sick. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I just... I fancy myself having a good immune system. Yeah. I think it, I have a good immune system also. This is my selling point. For the longest time, I would meet people. Tell me something about yourself. I've got a great immune system. It, this thing is... Top of the line. You haven't seen an immune system like my immune system. Come on, cough on me. You have strep throat? Let's make out. We'll make out right now for an hour. And you'll see. I'm not going to get strep. I've never had strep. This is a point of pride in my life. Okay. Because this immune system, really, it's the Ferrari of immune systems. Most people have a Volkswagen Beetle, maybe a, a Pacer. Wait, no. I thought a Ferrari was temperamental and easily breakable. <laughs> okay, fine. That's not... Mark that's, the time. Mark that's, it. That's probably true. Edit that out. These cars need to be taken, but you know, I'm just... I'm making the point that... You have a Volkswagen... No. You have a Honda Accord of a of a of an immune system. It'll last for like 200,000 miles. Good. A hearty immune system is what you're saying. Hearty. Yes, you can rack on those miles. Exactly. Rack up those miles. And, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Why are we arguing semantics? I was trying to semantics. make my... I was trying Linguistics. To make, what? This is all... I'm, I'm into this episode. There's a lot of etymology, grammar, semantics. Let's talk about it. Okay, why do you think that you have a strong immune system? Because I do. I do. I would rarely get sick. I don't even take care of myself. I can only imagine if I ate well and I exercised, I could, I would, I could walk right through clouds of sneezes, and I would just take deep breaths as I did it. <sighs> yeah, sneeze into my mouth. Do you feel like you're exposed, or you let yourself be exposed to more things, and so you don't, so you have an, a, a built-up immune system or something? I never purposely did it. I. uh I would ride the subway and not wash my hands and eat a sandwich. And people, oh, how could you? I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? I'm not a germaphobe. No, I'm not either. This stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm not going to live my life. in the, the only thing that creeps me out when it comes to maybe germs is drains. But it's not the germs. It's just that drains are disgusting. That's where all the filth funnels. Yeah. You're in a bath. So drains just like, they ick you out. Yeah, drains creep me out. Okay. And it's because I, all the, the, the 
filth funnels to the drain. But it's not because I'm worried about the germs. I, I licked the subway pole once. No. Just make a point. Remember that one time a few weeks ago or a few months ago, I licked my phone. Yes. I licked the earpiece on my phone because uh-huh. I was trying to, I don't know, prove what to you. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> hey, blow your nose. You're allowed to blow your nose audibly. <laughs> no, I'm muted. Well, you're allowed to. This is what this episode's about. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Okay, I coughed. There you go. It's really supplementing the show. All right. Yeah, I still have a lot of um, phlegm. Spell it. <laughs> that I'm working out. Spell phlegm. P H L E U G M E F L E M. F L E M. Anyway, I I don't know what I was trying to prove to you. Yeah, by licking your phone. Yeah, watch this, Autumn. Yeah, but then what happened afterward? I actually did get sick. Uh, I I can't say for sure that it was licking the phone, but phones are filthy. It's probably one of the filthiest things that we yeah. have on our bodies at any given point. And afterward, you said your tongue felt like what? <laughs> I don't. What did I say? You said that it felt fuzzy and tingly. Yeah, you I had could. A f- real issue with your I, tongue afterward. I could taste the phone <laughs> for hours. Gross. It, it is disgusting. I don't know why I did such a thing. So, what kind of sick did you get after? Uh, there was a lot of snot and phlegm and okay uh a lot of sneezing but it was the kind of sneeze where if you sneeze into your elbow the way you're supposed to and you look at it and it's just all this goo in there mm-hmm. that's what i know it, it is interesting there's the kind of sneeze that is just like your you know your nine to five sneeze it's not a big deal it's just that your your economical sneeze and then there are others like i'm having the other kind like chew you know like lots of stuff is coming out you can't just put that in your elbow like you need to put that in something you need to put that in a tissue in a handkerchief because otherwise you're producing stuff so you like to use the handkerchief yeah i like a handkerchief but those things it's a harbor it's a harbor for all the germs how often do you wash it and you carry it around you wash it but how often? What's the what's the proper handkerchief use? Probably after the day that you've really used it, you got to get rid of it the next day. So you wash it at that point. Yeah. But I've been sick into this one for a couple days. I haven't washed it. Because yeah. it's my own. Yeah, I get that. I just feel like it's getting crusty probably. Um. Does it smell? Take a big whiff. No, it doesn't smell. Why would it smell? Lick it. No. <laughs> and you draw the line. <laughs> it's like licking a phone. You, you, this handkerchief. <laughs> you've you've drawn it. You carry it in your pocket. Yeah. Or um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll carry it in my pocket, my back pocket. I did today. Because my like I was having the kind of thing where stuff is just like dripping out of your nose. You know, like it's just, it's coming out. It's not something you can sniff back in. It's like this liquid coming out. When you have a like cold? Like if you bent over, you know, it just like starts coming out. Is it a cold that you have? I guess. It's some sort of like respiratory something. Because I have, it started here like deep, <laughs> deep in my throat. <laughs> uh, that I know, deep throat. That um felt like um 
it didn't it's not like i had a sore throat but it was this i don't it was really difficult to describe i don't know it was like this like rough feeling throat and then it, i would i felt like coffee and whatever but i think a lot of the things that i get end up being respiratory because i grew up with allergies i had sinusitis for a really long time like i had this perpetual <laughs> nerd i know what what is that stereotype the good looking popular people never get sick and they didn't have allergies or asthma why was it I always know. the nerds I had asthma why was it always the nerds who suffered from asthma and allergies i don't know but yeah i remember um this friend of mine her stepdad made fun of me for be- for having allergies I remember even then, like, what an asshole. Like, yeah. Grownups aren't supposed to be making fun of me for this. Yeah. What? <laughs> but he, yeah, like I said. Did he tell I you about like... how, to, how he was the, you know, the star of the game at one point and yeah. reliving his glory days? Well, I'd like and... to see what happened to this friend of mine because they also, like, had her in pageants and stuff. So. Oh, boy. What are yeah, they trying to prove? She was trying to lie. She was, like, trying to get me to lie. To my parents about what I was doing. She was like, I'll tell my parents I'm doing this, and you can tell your parents you're doing that. And then we'll secretly be doing this. I was like, No, I'm not gonna do that. She said, Why? I said, Because I don't lie to my parents. She's like, Oh. <laughs> well, what kind of thing did she want you to do? I don't remember. I think I think it was like I wasn't we weren't supposed to spend the night somewhere. And so she said that she would tell her parents that I'm at she's at my house, and I'll tell her pa- I'll tell my parents that I'm at her house, but really we'll be at this other person's house. Yeah, and just hope that your parents don't communicate with one another. Right. Which at the time, I mean, and you know, back then, people weren't exchanging their 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 landline numbers. I didn't I, have. You didn't have that information just in a book. I still don't trust the uh, what was their stepdad you said, but I. Yeah. Then when, when are people trying to prove, like with statements like that to make a child feel bad and this yeah. man wants to go back to his glory days. i don't know anything about him but in my mind he's someone whose glory days were high school and they yeah. would, he would give anything to go back if you told me you, i would give anything to go back so you're a moron who knows though at the time maybe he was only like 25 you know i don't know how old he was he was just an adult to me well, and then the extension of uh, the daughter living dreams to fulfill the emptiness that the parents felt. Yeah. Get in this pageant. Be beautiful. Mm-hmm. We need you to be beautiful. So, I, And I do think, you know, just to get back on topic, I feel as though there are some adults out there who would probably make kids feel bad for being sick. I could see someone, you're weak. You're, there, there are people like that. Yeah, I don't think it would be that explicit to say, like, you're weak, right? It probably would just be, like, feeling that they get where it's like, come on, can't you? Yeah, come on, you're all right. Come on, you're fine. Get up. Come on. No, you, we need to. No, baseball practice. You've missed. You've missed a practice. You got to go. Yeah, because like, you're going to be the next. You're going to be the next uh, MLB star. It's happening. I always wanted to do that. But I, I couldn't uh, swing a bat properly. But it was still a dream of mine. And uh, since I failed, you're going you're gonna to live the dream for me. Oh, my God. So the other day I took the kids to a karate class. They're doing this like trial two weeks. And um, there were so it was Ellie and Pete. Pete is has just turned three and Ellie's five and a half. 
And there was this other, these other two kids, a boy and a girl who were similar in age. I think the little boy was a little bit like an older version of a three-year-old than Pete is because he's, he just turned three. Anyway, similar ages, um, have taken the class before, are enrolled. They had like the, the gi and everything on. And, um, the dad was outside talking very loudly on his cell phone, like through the glass. I could hear him yelling, talking. And then when he came back in, he was yelling at his kids from like the sidelines of this karate studio saying like, uh, you got to pay attention. It's called a dojo. You know, like, you know Brayden, you got to focus. You know, you work so hard for that. Like, what do you say? All that work and you're not going to get the belt. Not going to get the next bell. I was like, shut up. What do you think that they're learning to survive with this fucking karate? Who gives a shit? Let them have fun. Like, be respectful. Do all that. But don't undermine the karate master and the, you know, because they called themselves karate masters. And then like, uh, I forget really? what like the main guy really? was called. Have they mastered karate? <laughs> karate. Well, I think it was actually taekwondo. <laughs> But whatever. That's, anyway, a, that's a different discipline. You just, I know. You can't just lump these things together. All right. Well, I think it was Taekwondo. That's rude on your part. Uh, did they wipe down the mats when they were done? Because that's important. I didn't see them do it. Well, but the, anyway, the point is, is the, that well, this guy did the same thing where it's like maybe he had some glory days or had something to prove. And I felt like he was un if he was doing anything, first, he was being rude. Second, he's undermining the the authority figure's are supposed to be there to do this, not the person on the sidelines. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was saying it's important to, to wipe down those mats. Yeah, because then you get sick. It is true. Well, ringworm. Does ringworm count as being sick? <laughs> when I wrestled, I, <laughs> why I decided to wrestle, I have no clue. I, uh, you know, this was 1997. WCW was big. I was really into it. And yeah. I knew I knew that Actual wrestling was nothing like professional wrestling, but I, I'm going to wrestle next year. And I created uh, some move that was called the double S. You know, I would slap the person across the face and then spear them to the ground. Yeah, it was really cool. Good you stuff. You can't slap people in wrestling. Well, I mean, it's not a hard slap, but you 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 go you, you hit their head a little bit. Like you paw at them. Yeah. Boo. And then I speared them to the ground. But uh, no, it was always really drilled into us uh, that so we needed to wipe down the mats, else you would get ringworm. What is ringworm? Is it a for real worm? No, it's a fungus. Oh, then what's planter's wart? Also a fungus? Uh, sure. Because you can like remove that. You can like remove or, the root of it. I thought a wart is a, a virus. Okay, but then you know what I'm talking about? I had I had one of those in my heel once, and I just like dug at it for a month or something and then eventually i got like this thing out of it like a core or something and then it went away yeah i'm trying to yeah it's it's caused by hpv the planters oh my foot the has plantar. hpv my the, foot it's a real slut so, sorry it's a plantar wart it's not plant, plantar it's not planters it's plantar oh plantar wart Plantar wart is caused by HPV, which is a you know whole other realm of sickness. I guess everyone's got HPV. High yeah, percentage. I think Dr. Drew says if you are uh, over the age of 18 and live in an urban center, you probably have HPV. And there's so many different types of it. I don't think I have HPV. 
You you obviously did because you had this planner's war. No, but that's no. HPV is something that could potentially give you cancer, right? If you let it, like if it goes untreated. No. It, there's, again, there's different kinds. Some can mm-hmm. give you warts. Uh, there's no test for men. So I just have to assume that I have it. You ever have an STD? Um, no, I've had, uh, you know, just like um, pH issues, but I've never had a, no. No STD proper. No. For the Mm-mm. sake of this discussion. Like gonorrhea. Yeah, neither have I. VD, is that the same thing as gonorrhea? Venereal disease? Yeah, I think that's an umbrella term. Yes. Uh, syphilis. Syphilis. Eats away at your brain if you. Yeah, and your nose. <laughs> yeah, Al Capone. That's how he died. Yeah, I've never. You no, know, have you had an STD? No, I never have. And uh, I, when was I tested last? Two years ago. Hmm. About two years ago. But in that time frame, I've had sex with two people. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Each once. <laughs> once a year. I, I don't, yeah, that's all. I don't need much. Keeps me going. Um, when was the last time you had the flu? Because I feel like when you're talking about getting sick, right, there's a hierarchy. There's the worst, which honestly is that kind of sick where you're not, you're not um, down for the count, you know, where it's like, there's nothing I can do. I cannot get off of, out of the bed. Like I'm throwing up. I have a fever. There's not, I cannot, I can crawl to a pharmacy and that's it. And then there's that like half sick where you're feeling okay enough to like get yourself going, maybe go to work. You know, you're not doing your best, but you're there. You can get things done and you're just so tired. You know, there's, it's like not enough to really knock you out. Or like make you um, inaccessible. That's the worst kind of sickness to me. But I feel like it's on the top because you're not super sick. But then just like commonality type of illness, the flu I feel like is the worst. No, the flu certainly stinks. I've had it twice in my life. And yeah, it knocks me on my ass. Like there's- And you, you recently said that the flu... So when I think of the flu, I think of fever body aches uncomfortable skin and throwing up but you said that it's not always throwing up no i don't think that people say they get the stomach flu which is not the actual flu that's just something else it's probably food poisoning or something right but the stomach flu doesn't include like a fever does it no the stomach flu isn't even a flu right okay they just i think that i've had i think maybe that's just for me because i if i'm sick like that then i have a fever and i throw up I think you can throw up with a fever. That's a little different than stomach. So that comes along with it. Um, but I'm rendered useless. The two times I've had the flu, it's I don't even remember the days. You just reel. I reeled in pain. Uh, the temperate, the temperature, you know, fluctuates. Your body can't regulate itself. Yeah. Uh, it was how I I quit smoking the last time because uh, I hadn't smoked in two weeks. That was after having the flu. I didn't want to. There was zero desire to smoke in the time it came back it was two weeks after so i'd already mm-hmm. had gone that long i said i may as well not smoke that was still difficult 
to not smoke, which I guess. Well, yeah, because the context comes up more. Yeah. I, I went to Atlanta where you can still smoke in bars. Well, at the time you can. I think they're phasing that out finally. But uh, all my friends were smoking when I made it through that night. I said, I can do this, which yeah. I guess smoking also lowers your immune system. It does. So they say. And drinking. Yeah, see? These are the things I'm talking about. Man, it's, it's so good as it is. If only. If only I put in some work. Maybe yeah. A, like an iron curtain. Eat better. Work out. Don't drink. I was thinking about... I mean, we're talking about flu, cold, but... Oh. What? What about pneumonia? I've never had this. I had pneumonia in 2010. Yeah, because you're weak. No, you know why? I had a Christmas tree, and I took out my tree, and I had to vacuum up all the pine needles that had fallen off of it, and I had one of those canister vacuums, and um, it was all stuck up in it, you know, like all the dust and stuff. So I was, I was like sitting in my bathroom floor doing surgery on this vacuum, getting all this dust out. And I was breathing it in. I was realized like all this dust was floating in the air. And I thought, this is probably bad. Just kept working on it. And then (laughs) I started to get really sick and I was coughing and my lungs hurt and it was it was winter time so I would go outside and it would just hurt to breathe I was miserable and I didn't have health insurance my friend uh works at a hospital she is an x-ray technician she was an x-ray technician she still is but she's in like this managerial position now but she uh hooked me up with an x-ray and had a doctor look at it for me and he was like yeah you have pneumonia (laughs) <laughs> that was it. So he prescribed me some antibiotics or something and it took so long to get better. I was, I w- it, it knocked me out. I was exhausted, but it was the kind of thing where it's like, if you laid around and you were, and you would rest, you felt pretty good. You're like, Oh, maybe I can do something. Maybe, you know, and I would walk to my door. I would get dressed and walk to my door to get groceries or something. And I would be so tired. And that like, was it. Oh. Zapped. I w- you. Yeah zapped yeah it was crazy and it took a really long time to get back to like i'm better no all these different types of illness mono for example no never had that yeah i just the the worst that i ever had was the flu but there was a cold one year that it was probably more than a cold but it was respiratory and i woke up in the middle of the night and i felt like almost all my airways were blocked. Like I mm. could barely breathe and it was scary. Yeah. That frightened me because like, eh, I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, what if it, it's a full blockage and I'm here alone and you can't run somewhere. What do you have to, what do you do if you can't breathe? And so therefore you can't speak and you call nine one one, you can't talk to them. You can't well, explain what's going on. And if it's not a landline, can they pinpoint where you are? Well, maybe they can. But even then, they don't know how dire it is. Yeah, I, but they're required to send someone. Oh, yeah, they'll no come check. What. I understand that. But, you know, if you can't explain what's going on and you can't breathe with some <laughs> meandering officer. Right. It's not going to do you any good. That's one of my biggest fears. I, For some reason, the other night, I, I woke up 
and I was really thirsty, and I tried to chug some seltzer. You ever, you know, in the middle of the night when you wake up and then just you just drink for thirty seconds straight without taking <laughs> yeah. a breath, and it is so good. But for whatever reason, my esophagus seemingly was closed, and oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and this only happens in the middle of the night, so I'm drinking this, and it's not going down, uh-huh. so it backs up, and it's you know blocking my <laughs> airway, and yeah. then I breathe some of it in, and I'm choking. And I thought about this, uh, what I just talked about. I was like, what would, if, what would happen if... I was, I was well, just... first of all, you're not going to choke on water, especially the amount of water that you can fit in your mouth to try and drink. No, I understand that, but it just made me think. I'm not saying yeah. that, the, that the water was going to be the cause of this. So, and also, I don't think that... I mean, your 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 airway, your trachea, mm-hmm. isn't gonna unless you have asthma. But just because you have asthma doesn't mean your nose, your nasal passages wouldn't work. No. But I guess your trachea would be swollen and you wouldn't be able to breathe. That would be an asthma attack, and that's like you would already know you have that. You know what I mean? Like that wouldn't just happen to you. You have it. Yeah, I have asthma. Have you had a full-blown asthma attack? I don't really have attacks. They, like, creep up, and they get worse. And you're like, shit, I don't bring my inhaler anywhere. Why not? So what happens? What's going on at this point? So usually it's allergy-related, or weirdly. So, okay, I take, um, I use a nasal spray to help me with my allergies. Because I'm a real dork. Use flow nose. Yeah, flow nose. <laughs> it's what it should be called. Yeah, and float. It's it's really fluticasone or something. Oh, because that's it's, it's a missed generic. It's a missed marketing opportunity. Yeah, flow nose. And I also take Symbacort, which is a maybe a steroid or something um, to help with my asthma. So before, when I didn't have my asthma under control. Uh, you know, sometimes I would I would drink a beer and I'd get asthma. I would drink wine and I'd get asthma. And my Aunt Eileen said that she thinks it's because of how things are aged. And that maybe we're having some sort of allergic, like, asthmatic reaction to, you know, something about the aging of a wine or a beer. I'm not sure if that's true. But it would happen. I mean, maybe it was the alcohol. Who knows? But alcohol, you would think, would, like, loosen things up. But... um. Yeah, it would, it just, it's, it's this feeling where you're like, you know, you, you have to take these deep breaths very often. It's never like, it's more like you would hear it when you blew out, when I would blow out like, like that, you would get, you'd hear this hissing. It was hardly ever like a breathing in, like a typical movie thing. Um, Yeah. And then you just take a little puff of inhaler and it was awesome. You just, whoo, better back to neural. Let's go. You have any other chronic illnesses? Well, like I said, I, ever since I had that pneumonia, I think that when I get sick, I get sick in my chest. I get chest sick. It's like they're they have scars or something, <laughs> so they're more vulnerable. I don't know. They just feel more sensitive now. Um, uh, no, not really. Lyme disease? No, no limes. Ain't got limes. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember I found the tick on my sock once coming in Woo! from recess in fifth grade, and I used the pencil to get it off. Then I tried to smash it, but you can't smash them. You know, um, I, I had a tick. I had a, I had a tick once in the front of my calf muscle here. My what is this front part called? Your calf? shin. Shin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> yes, on your front calf. <laughs> you had a all right so you got a you had a tick on your front calf <laughs> and my mom is all freaked out about bugs and so she couldn't like she couldn't do it she couldn't get it so do you know what chiggers are yes yeah and you know how to get rid of chiggers uh how okay so a chigger right it gets it burrows under your skin and lays its eggs and leaves and the eggs are just like hanging out under your skin and so they itch and so you have to put um, clear nail polish over all your chigger bites so that it kills the eggs. And then I don't know your body absorbs it or maybe it pushes the, I don't know. So my mom put clear nail polish all over this tick that was in my skin, <laughs> but really all that did was cement it in there. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> it's you're encasing so, it at that point. Yeah. You're entombing we, it. We, yep. We entombed it into my uh, front calf and, uh, we brought it over to my aunt uh, Marge who has a bunch of kids and she's like an expert at things and she couldn't get it out. What we did was we kind of like made it. So the front, it, like the, the tick wasn't sticking out anymore. It was more just like flat. We removed part of its body basically, but the rest of it was just entombed in my leg and I had to have minor surgery to get it. removed. <laughs> was there a talking to it was given to your mother by the doctor? I don't know. I was like, hey, I don't what know. the hell are you thinking? What she didn't know. She just was doing what she thought was uh, right for the chicken <laughs> bites. <laughs> so maybe you have Lyme disease. Yeah, maybe. You're low I, energy. I doubt it. You're a low energy person. I'm not rich enough to have Lyme disease. You're Everybody like a... who's rich has Lyme disease now. What does that even mean? It's a, it's a um, popular thing amongst the extremely wealthy. All the all the very very extremely wealthy women in Hollywood have kids who have Lyme disease. Is this true? Yes. I don't. I I feel like you're making this up. Like it's I'm some not joke. making this up. It's going over my head. Look it up. Look at all the Hadids. Look at all the Hadids. Uh, uh, um, I think that there are some Hilton children who have it. Rich people have Lyme disease. Rich people are to blame for the rise of Lyme disease. Failure to stop climate change and developing land and to cute strips of forest between McMansion-sized clearings have allowed... Uh, now it's an this ad. This is a little different. Um, can I, can I uh, merge into something else? Nope. Which... Uh, okay. You can. But I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out. Okay. Rich women may be more likely to have Lyme disease because they live closer to tick-infested woods. Yeah, I, I guess like, if you're isolating yourself and you're McMansion. And they have horses and stuff. They say they get them from the horses. Oh, yeah, and they ride the beast. I and it's beast. just popular. And you get, you get, um, you know, there are certain lifestyle choices that you can attribute to certain things and Lyme disease fits that bill. So is it a badge of pride at this point? It's more like it's a popular thing to have. 
You know what I mean? Like if you have Lyme disease and you're just it's a status, you know, you're someone you're someone with eighty million dollars instead of hundred and sixty million dollars. You can hang out with the people who have hundred and sixty million because you have something in common. We both have Lyme. You know what I'm saying? All right, now this part's a joke. No, I'm. This is real. That's part. That part is not real. Yes, nobody's, it is. Nobody's using Lyme disease as a status symbol. Yes, they are. Anyone can get let. You know, the poorest of the poor used to get Lyme disease because they would just run around the woods all day. Right. But what I'm saying is, these ultra wealthy kids, and not kids, but more like, you know, um, young adults, maybe children of very wealthy individuals are saying they have Lyme disease. Maybe some of them do, but others are getting like medical records falsified because they are not even like having to prove it. No one asks for your medical records. You know, if you're just chatting with someone, you say your kid has Lyme disease and all of a sudden you're invited to these charity things. You're mingling with the, the, the people who are more wealthy than I'm telling you, is this real? Okay. Well, if this is the case, then I do hope this coronavirus takes over and just eradicates humanity. This, if this is something that people they get to go to the the banquets to help fight. Look, I'm not making fun because of because charity disease. work is a huge thing amongst the super wealthy. It's not even real charity work. It's on surface level charity work. To of course, to but that's it doesn't prove. matter to them. It's just a way to mingle and to connect and to social climb. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. This is not new. This is this is new to me. This, that oh okay. Lyme disease is some kind of reference point to how well off you are. Yeah. The reason why I got it was because, you know, my mom paid for horse, you know, English horse riding lessons when I was a kid and we were in the woods and I got, maybe I got bit by a tick then. Oh my God. This makes me just want to puke. Are you sick? It makes you sick. (laughs) Listen, I've now I want to merge into something else. You said earlier that you have a lot of difficulty admitting you're sick. Is that just to other people or is that also to yourself? I mean, I don't know, probably to myself also because I don't want to believe it that it's So something. I understand not wanting to admit you're sick to someone else because then it puts I don't know, some sort of like feeling on them. That, that you need to be taken care of or that you're asking for Which help. stay away from me. If I'm sick, don't try to take care of me. Right, but... I have a hard time accepting help when I'm sick. Well, you have a hard time accepting help, period. In general? Yeah, right? Yeah, if someone does something nice for me, then I feel bad. Like, I don't know. I, I don't deserve this. Right, so, but okay. Why so are you I understand this? that logic, but why even to yourself would you be... Because I'm supposed uh, to be above it. I'm supposed to be above it. I'm supposed to be better than a person who gets sick. Where's that come from? I don't know where that comes from. It's just an idea. Uh, an idealized image of myself who doesn't get sick. Look at this yeah. specimen. This immune system should be packaged and sold. So when that is not the case... It it shows you that you are not impervious and that you are not perfect. Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, you know, I battled with the idea of just being an animal in the first place. And I didn't like that. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be a robot. And robots get their own viruses, I would I would guess. 
a computer type virus. What but are, at least a computer virus is a sort of logic thing. It's not a feeling person who feels sick or feels bad. Well, I wonder if we get to the point where there's uh, aware robots and they start getting viruses, but you know, they're not going to, it's not bacteria or an actual virus. So it's because they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing, like torrenting big sausage pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But why would they be doing that? And then everyone knows. Would they be programmed for love? (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Who knows how they're going to evolve. But yeah. then, then all the other ones know that they've been torrenting things that they should. Listen, everything we're talking about, I'm sure, is on a Star Trek Next Generation episode that we could find. <laughs> An army of datas. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to avoid your question. I don't. It's ridiculous, and I don't have a good answer for it. Uh, yeah, because when you were little, don't you sort of when you're sick, don't you sort of regress into not like. I'm pathetic and I need help, mommy. Not like that, but just like, you know, feeling comforted by someone helping you. Like your mom used to do. Mm. No. I, I, I don't know why it's difficult for me to accept the help. There's not much comfort. It's a guilt. Maybe it's guilt. I can't. I'm saying, like, instead of feeling comfort, you instead feel guilt for the person being nice to you. Well, it's a, here's what it is. It's a, I feel like I'm imposing. I don't like to impose on other people, even if they want to do it. If someone cares about you and they love you, yeah, they're going to want to help you. But in my mind, my whole thing in my whole life is like, okay, here's what it is. You want to break it down? Yeah. We've already stated the fact that I don't like that I'm an animal. I'm... No, becoming all right with this. Okay. It took a while to get here. But uh, some gross, gassy beast, <laughs> bag of bones and flesh, constantly yeah. exhausting uh, breath and farts. And, uh, and you know, I'm going to go back to not wanting to be a, a person. But that was a big part of it. It's like, all right, being sick proves that you're not a machine. And then the other part is I don't like to impose. I don't ever want to be the reason someone has to do something. Yeah. Um, But you also know that the person helping you is not, they don't feel under some like, like work obligation. Like, ugh, I have to take care of you. Maybe they do. Sure. Maybe, but you can suss that out pretty easily (laughs) as a, person who's thinking and aware and paying attention to someone's body language and how they interact with you you can tell that yeah how awful would it be if someone uh you were sick and someone was taking care of you and then you sussed that out and you're like they don't even want to be doing this yeah would, that would re- be incredibly hurtful i wouldn't be able to handle it yeah so and, and you know i've been on my own for quite a long time it's like, I'll do these things. I also, if I'm, and this, you're not supposed to go to work if you're sick, but I, I, the only times I call in sick to work is when I'm not really sick. That's not true. <laughs> that was true in my you know, 20s. Oh, yeah. I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. But there was something when I was actually sick. It's like, no, no, gotta, gotta still get to work. Gotta yeah. go. I can't just not go in. They're gonna think it's not real. Except, 
sometimes it wasn't real and I would call and over explain. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's almost like uh, you have to maintain control, right? It's like I won't call in because I'm sick because then I've lost control. But I'll definitely call in when I'm not sick <laughs> because I have control at that point. Yeah. And then I'm going to go. Control into... is a big thing. Well, everyone's grasping for control. And maybe that's, you know, when you're sick, you lose control also. Like you're at the mercy of something else. Yeah. Your body is working to fight this tiny thing. Which in its own right is amazing that your body has the ability to do this. Yeah. There's a whole system dedicated to fighting off bacteria, virus. Yeah. Anything else that, you know, causes you harm. So on a purely scientific level, it's like, wow, what a thing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sick and I have no control over this. And that really, really bothers me. Like, I don't know how I do with a terminal illness. Yeah. I think I'd just be really angry. This isn't a possibility, but how would you deal with being pregnant? Because, I mean, you're not sick when you're pregnant, but man, you lose a ton of control over your body. I wouldn't, uh, if I were a woman, I wouldn't get pregnant. No. No, I wouldn't. How do you go about knowing that this thing is growing inside of you and just try to sleep and act normal and then it's just forming? I know, especially when you're first pregnant and there's really no difference between a moment ago when in your mind you weren't pregnant and then after when you find out you are and you're just supposed to like walk around the earth being pregnant now. You know what I mean? When there's a physical uh, manifestation of the pregnancy, at least you have that to sort of like put, you know, the tooth together. And you can, you, you can like, uh, uh, you can, I don't know, it makes more sense at that point. But when you're not showing yet, you're just like, okay, what is this? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. And then all of a sudden you can't sleep on your stomach anymore. I wouldn't. No, there's no way I Ugh, could go that long. Sleeping is the fucking worst when you're pregnant, especially near the end. You're just so uncomfortable. And then you can't, even if you're laying down, you're uncomfortable. When you're standing up, you're uncomfortable because your skeleton can't take it anymore. All right. Well, we'll talk about this in the pregnancy show. Oh, okay. Your topic in the future. Sorry. <laughs> well, you can talk about the kids and being sick because they need to be introduced once they're bored. And I think a lot of people shield their kids from everything. Oh, I do not. Well, you shouldn't. No. I want their immune systems to be strong. And then they have to be exposed to things in order for them to be strong. And it does, it drives me crazy that there are parents out there who will not let their kids out around other kids for a while. At some point, you're going to interact, but it does seem like people delay it. Well, they're too young right now, they can't handle it. Yeah, they can. It can be handled. It stinks. Their body is made to do it. You need to, you know, it's it's um this analogy about you know nothing uh, nothing easy. You never got anything from something that came easy. It's not what I was trying to say. Um, mark this time so you can edit out this bad analogy. Nope. <laughs> you lift weights and. You make it challenging to build the muscle. You don't just lift like a pencil. 
com- like a billion times. Well, this is it can't uh, be easy. I, I I don't understand the thought process behind it. Shielding. I did stop Ellie from eating a piece of like icing that she found on the Seven Eleven, like case of donuts. <laughs> I did not let her eat that. But it was on the case, not on the floor. It was on the case, not on the floor. You should have let her eat it. I I felt both ways about it. I'm like, eh, it's probably fine. But also, like, just don't. Do that. I mean, just everything is going in their mouths at that age. So, at five and a half? No. Oh, this is new. Yeah, this is new. Okay. This was today. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking this was a while ago. No, this is today. This afternoon. Well, that's on her then. She's old enough. If she wants to eat the... I mean, she could she'd get to make her own choices. There's the icing that's on the side of the 7-Eleven case. Uh, you want to eat it? Okay, go for it. I was... A, when I was a kid, I found uh, one of those candy corn pumpkins on the ground once. I was so excited I ate it. It was like on the road. <laughs> it was like in my neighborhood on the street. And I ate it. It was crunchy because it had like gravel in it. <laughs> and that's why I, my immune system is so strong today. I found an Adderall on the ground once. Whoa, really? I ate that. You crushed it up and snorted that shit? No, that one I took properly. The only time I ever snorted an Adderall was off my driver's license in the parking lot of 97 Astoria. Wow. In Atlanta. What a place to do that. <laughs> what? what a perfect place to do that. I think that's why I did it. It was fitting. I've never done Adderall. It's speed. Yeah, it's amphetamine. Yeah. It's it, it, the generic name of for Adderall is just amphetamine. <laughs> so that's what it says on the bottle. It's insane. Cool. And they give this to people. Yeah. Uh, I have no interest in it, really. It wasn't my drug of choice. I don't. Yeah, you're a downer. No, no. See, this is the thing that people think with opiates. That's not a downer. Oh. I got a boost out of them. It was just much. It wasn't wired, and it didn't feel dirty like uh, Adderall felt. Okay. That stuff was was gross. Did it make you sick? <laughs> it can. Um. Did that one? I don't know if Adderall actually did anything physically like making me feel sick i know that with opiates people do get stomach problems like if, if they're not used to them if they're opiate yeah. naive and then like it can hurt do you get your constipated uh yeah i mean it slows down that system i took percocet for a little bit and i could not poop <laughs> yeah i mean that's impossible. a very common thing yeah i hated it um, and I got um, a migraine. I've never had a migraine before. Yeah, I think that's part of it too. If if you're not, it sounds used to horrible. It. I hated it. it. It felt good like one and a half times I took it, and oh. then the rest I hated it. Well, good. I'm glad that you have that feeling about it. Yeah, it was not. I didn't get hot like it, the first time. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> now those medications, like I took the antibiotic. Uh, since I have this acne on my back that I can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I took it without food. Nerd! <laughs> yeah. I took it without food because I thought I could handle it, and then I vomited everywhere. Oh. Well, I made it to the toilet. But still. Even taking antibiotics is something that I don't necessarily 
uh, want to do. Because it kills everything, right? Everything that's in your body that's a... Yeah, antibody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it probably doesn't kill everything. Right? It just... I'm sure that there are some antibiotics that are more specialized towards certain things. But you certainly are probably fighting off things that are positives overall for you. But also, you're trying to get rid of something, so you take it for a little short time. Yeah, and then then it kills everything, all that bacteria in your colon, then you have to get a poop transplant from someone who has... (laughs) Yep, that's next. It's coming up. That's a thing. Coming up for you. And says, all right, we got to find your relative and let's put their poop in you. Greg, I would gladly and happily donate my poop to you. Yeah? Yeah, we could just do it ourselves. You really... Put our buttholes together. (laughs) You really do care. I do. We could poop back and forth forever. It's from a movie. It is? Yeah. It's so sweet. Me and you and everyone we know. Thanks for listening to One Topic. <laughs> like hey, and subscribe. Hey, you're ready to Rate get out of review. here. We didn't even... Uh, that's fine. The coronavirus is going on right now. And everyone's uh, freaking out. And, uh, you know, I was doing that thing. I was like, oh, shut up. The, yeah. uh, the flu's killing more people. But then I realized that why do you need to compare the two? This is a thing. People are dying from it. It's hard to track because some people get it and they don't get as sick as others, so they don't even know they have it. And then they yeah, go out maybe and that's they spread I have. it. It could be. I, uh, you know, I'm not living in fear over it, but you know, I, I found myself dismissing it. I think there's some hysteria that's being sold. Yes. Because it gets ratings and clicks. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, it's something that probably should prepare for, whatever that means, even if it just means mentally. It's like, oh, my life may be disrupted if this yeah. thing takes off. I hope it doesn't. That lady was like, it's not about if, but when. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Uh, uh, I have travel plans later this year. Me too. In a few months. And if it ruins those plans, I'm going to be very angry. I'm going to get, uh, well, I'll just be angry. What else could I do? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I was going to say I'll give someone peace of my mind. Yeah, oh, a strongly worded letter. No one's going to care. To no one. Uh, but okay. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it too much. I just no. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like I was dismissive of it for a while. I was like, gosh, the flu is killing more people. And okay, yeah, that is true. Well, you're but. you're against the hysteria. It's difficult to know and to suss out what's what uh, how much of a threat it is not just because of the hysteria but also because of the countries that are lying about it right who want to hide the fact that some people are getting sick or some people are dying because it would look bad they want to save face and that's that contributes to the unknown nature of how to feel about so this coronavirus ridiculous it's politicized they're politicizing a virus okay a potential epidemic I'm like let's politicize it okay fine does that make you sick yes humanity in general makes me <laughs> sick all right thanks for listening one topic like subscribe rate review us find us online everywhere one topic tell all your friends we love you bye
Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers, so I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. Maybe even, and I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good, that's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.